And now it's time for Eastcast and reports from coastal stations. East at Sierra, West at Sierra, Southwest at Sierra, and North Northeast at Sierra. Wind southwest, rain at times, good. Forties, fifties, sixties, Tyne, Dogger, German Bite, French Kiss and Swiss Roll, westerly becoming cyclonic, good. Right here in London's East End. Operating at any level, any time, anywhere and with anybody. Who are they? One might be your secretary, your doctor's receptionist, or a dancer in a go-go club. One morning they did 
it all disappeared Tired of all the summer rain They made their nest inside my brain But don't worry darling Pay it no mind True friends like these are hard to find Now I know in arts and culture from East London but we're not recording from the studio this week we are in fact in Pearl's flat in Haggerston with access to her entire music collection so if you hear the doorbell in the background you'll know why the kettle boiling <laughs> yes all the kettle boiling speaking of which <laughs> yeah empty glasses um so thank you just firstly to everyone who got in touch after last show. If you want to get in contact for any reason with us or you've got a good suggestion, then do feel free to contact us via Twitter or Facebook or just search East Cast Show or go on our website, eastcastshow.com. And on the show today, Nia has been getting a lesson in neuroscience. Yes, what does the brain sound like? We'll be answering that question a bit later on. And we'll also be hearing from the residents of Crisp Street, a market square in Poplar. And we've also got an update from Mike, a homeless busker who last year was threatened with eviction from his spot behind Dalston Shopping Centre. There's one kid comes by, no matter what time of year, he wants jingle bells. <laughs> All the time, it's his favourite song. He comes on and goes, you know what I want to hear? I learn jingle bells. And he's just recorded a mini album, and so we'll be hearing a track from that, won't we, Pearl? Yep, and um, of course lots of other music for you on the show from bands and artists all playing in East London over the next fortnight. And as usual, we'll be covering loads of different genres. So there'll be something from uh, Lindstrom, Context, Julia Kent... Uh, Buseko Ngoni and the track that you heard right at the beginning of the show was by a band called The Vales and The Vales are actually playing at Village Underground on Tuesday the 11th of March Let's start the show with Mike from Down Dalston Lane with um, his track called Soul of Man Won't somebody tell me what is the soul of a man Somebody tell me, answer if you can. I read my Bible often. I try to live a Christian life, but nobody can tell me what is the soul of a man. Won't somebody tell me what is the soul of a man? Won't somebody tell? Answer if you can. Why? 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 Why?
that track from down Dawson Lane there uh, great to hear that he is actually doing well um, but he's talking about his music and his life when we spoke to him a few months back there you go <laughs> well I've always been in the music uh, ever since uh, ever since uh, I was a recording engineer for many years uh, played in bands um, uh, touring, gigging, doing the whole band thing, but engineering, producing records was my thing. The last group uh, I was in the split up badly, terribly, all went our separate ways. Found myself with nothing left, literally no roof over my head, no nothing, just the guitar and the overnight bag. Went to see me mum. Poor old mum uh, had me on her couch for a couple of weeks and then off I went into the, the sort of wilderness trying to get back on my feet again. All I had was the acoustic guitar, literally, side busking see if I could give it a go, be a real musician. Uh, so, so yeah, so sight busking, played around a few stations, here, there and everywhere, found this lovely spot here in Dalston, hence the name Down Dalston Lane as well. Been living here, I mean, uh, without getting into the whole homeless thing, it got into the hostel system, it's a bit of a kind of, oh, I hope we must not go there, but, but uh, so, so I really want to spend more time out than in, you know, the hostel thing can drive you crazy, so it's just like playing out in the street here, Worked hard on it. Uh, I could only play three songs when I started. Knocking on Evans' door was one. Um, can't always get what you want was another. And, uh, and, and started learning songs from people out in the street saying, uh, play this, play that, can you do this, can you do that? No, I can't, it's terrible when someone asks you to do it. So go away and learn it, come back next day, someone will say, can you do a bit of Bob? Like, yes, I can. And that's really how it, how it began. And so I want to say that straight away, that 
my success, if you can call it that, or my uh, the fact that I've survived here for as long as I have, it could never have happened without the support of people. Basically, if they don't want you, they let you know, and it's you know, it's nice to be wanted, and then that's what happened here. That uh, you know, worked hard at it, got got to know the kids, and. cracked on and uh, you know I was you know in that whole kind of uh, limbo of uh, relationship breakdown and you know going through that, that whole crisis and uh, so I just threw everything into playing literally uh, learning every song any, any song any kid comes there's one kid comes by no matter what time of year he wants jingle bells <laughs> all the time it's his favourite song he comes on and goes you know what I want to hear I learned jingle bells of course happy birthday is an old favourite uh, and then there's uh, Bob Marley's Head and Shoulders, the number one request out here, right across the board. Uh, probably Redemption Song, I'd say, is the number one of, of all those, but Bob Marley is the number one. Carved a little thing out here, and uh, it's great, and you can see it. I mean, it's, you have to explain for the radio listeners, but it's, it's a perfect spot. I'm not in anyone's way. I'm undercover, but I'm outside. It sounds nice. It's safe. It's ideal. Some of the kids call me Banjo Bill. <laughs> so some, some of the grannies I speak to out here, I'm the only person they speak to all day long, you know. I can't stress that community thing enough, you know. It's like a link, you know. Uh, people are busy, you know, busy, 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 aren't they? They've got their heads down, they're just going from A to B, cracking on. But, but people at the same time are frightened of, you know, there's a lot of new areas, there's a lot of change going on. I, I think I, one of the things I represent is just, uh, I mean, I don't have kids of my own. I understand that kids like a, like a routine, and uh, especially early on. They like to see that, uh, you know, I'm here. One of the remarks I get a lot is if people are coming late at night, um, especially when it was a building site, but even now, they're coming across it, and they can hear me playing, they go, oh, thank, thank God he's there, I can hear him there. You feel a bit, a bit safer than me there. I mean, you know, Superman or nothing, but... But you know what I mean? It's like a, it's, again, it's that community link, you know, some of us right, it's Mike's there. It's, you know. it's, it's all a bit complicated, really, but it's down to the redevelopment of, um, of the shopping centre. Oh, we've got to clear away all the flower sellers, all the buskers, all the street stuff. We want to give a good impression of London stuff. But people, when you go to another city, you want to see that stuff. That's what you like about when you're in Paris or in New York and you hear the sax coming from somewhere. You go, wow, great, you know, you like all that stuff, don't you? you I wrote a song about this awful murder here. Uh, cheers, guys. Um, it was a terrible murder here in Matland a few years back when the, one of the store managers was... Uh, and uh, it really affected everyone around here when it happens on your doorstep, you know. Uh, this was really for him, only heaven knows. So I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of this, I'll do a bit of this. Remember the day, cold, rainy day. Sat right next to you The newspapers say Good old CIA Well I've got news for you Don't forget about good times And don't you ever give up Cause Jamie ain't 
coming home no more no no and only heaven knows only heaven knows don't forget about good times And don't you ever give up Cause Jamie ain't Coming home No more So Mike's still often uh, busking at the back of Kingsland Road Shopping Centre so you can go and show some support. I'm sure he would appreciate that and just say hello to him. He's he's always up for a chat as well, I think. Definitely. Um, So to keep things upbeat, um, you're going to hear something from uh, this Malian musician, uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing this correctly, Buseku and his band Ngoni Bar, um, who released their album out there last year. And they've been uh, hailed as the new voice of Mali, um, reflecting the country's political chaos. Um, You can catch them all live at the Union Chapel, which isn't quite East London, but... We'll allow it. Yes, it's kind of near enough. Um, On on Thursday, the 20th of March. So this is uh, Buseku Kuyate and and Ungani Bar with their track Muscao. Fara fina musoga fu 
Sekukuyate and Nagoni Bar with Muscal. Now, Nira's going to tell us about a brain-themed banquet which is taking over a Dalston basement later this month. So my name is Zoe, and I'm the Director of Communications for Guerrilla Science, and we are an organisation that brings science to the places you least expect to see it. So we founded in 2008, bringing events to music festivals like the Secret Boredom Party and more recently Glastonbury, Um, But now we're starting to invade strange locations in London and in other cities in the UK, such as theatres, such as art galleries, like the National Portrait Gallery and the Barbican. And now uh, we're bringing something to a World War II bunker in Dalston, where we're basically turning it into an interpretation of the brain. And my colleague Jen will tell you a bit more about that. Hi, my name's Jen, and I'm the creative director of Guerrilla Science. 
The bunker has got nine different spaces that are very interconnected. Um, and what we're doing is we're riffing off the idea of a bunker as a command and control centre. And we're basically filling the space with a number of installations um, and things to explore and discover. Basically, visitors will come in, they'll descend into a dark space, and then they'll embark on a journey of exploration that culminates in the serving of a five-course feast. So, my name's Mike. I'm one of the directors of Blanche and Shop Food Design. And we are a bespoke caterer and also we make creative food projects. So uh, what we really love to do in particular is to collaborate with other groups who maybe are coming from different angles, such as guerrilla science, who have such a kind of uh, broad but accessible approach to, uh, to science and then see how we can filter that through our own ideas about food and the way that we like to work with ingredients. In the process of this event... We've uh, been working also with a charity uh, called Headway East London and our work with them has informed one of the courses of the banquet, which I could go on to talk about a little bit uh, in, in a second. But perhaps there's also a few other things that have informed uh, the food design. So thinking about brain food, uh, thinking about how the different senses uh, play a role in our understanding of flavour and how we choose different ingredients. And then also, uh, especially the idea of memory. We're serving one particular dish that we're hoping will evoke uh, memories quite specific to each different person, but um, all about one particular thing, that kind of idea of grassiness or meadows or kind of countryside smells. So there's a whole different range of ideas going into those dishes in the banquet. Okay. Well, that's interesting what you said about memory, because I immediately thought, oh, you're, you're going to serve food that boosts memory. You know, we read sure. a lot about things, um, you know, certain foods are helpful for different things but it's but it's not that is it it's a bit different well it's a bit of both actually so there is the first dish in the banquet is going to be brain foods so that's things like uh, nuts and fish for example and uh, thought to certainly boost kind of cognitive function but there's a lot of contentious debate I think around uh, how solid the science is uh, in terms of these sorts of things which is I guess where Zoe and Jen come in in terms of kind of opening up those sorts of uh, conversations with people so I guess as part of the development of the menu for the feast, we kind of brought together Blanche and Shock with a neurosurgeon called Arnab Ghosh and a neuroscientist called Ed Bracey. And we kind of had a conversation about what people thought brain food exactly was from a number of different angles, both historical, contemporary, foodie, and obviously a kind of scientific perspective. So things we found out at that brainstorm was that um, cerebrospinal fluid, which is what bathes your brain and your spinal cord, a healthy version of that is gin clear. So the neurosurgeon was like, so if I'm looking at a patient and they're kind of post-operative, I'm looking for a gin clear status of their cerebrospinal fluid. So then we then interpreted that into a cocktail, which will welcome people as they come into the bunker. It will be modelled on cerebrospinal fluid, but it will be gin-based. Okay. So that's one example of how um, conversations between different disciplines end up in something that hopefully will taste very good. <laughs> Certainly. And then I suppose it's probably a good um, time to mention Headway East London, um, who are an excellent charity that uh, gives support to people who've had brain injuries. And they have a large number of members attending their uh, sessions all the way through the week. And one thing that they always do really is make food together. So there's a chef there called Kate that we've been working closely with to develop a couple of dishes along with the members as well that reflect some of their experiences. Obviously, everybody's different. But um, one thing we focus on with them is texture. So we've met a few 
people who have difficulty with their sense of smell and their sense of taste since they've had an accident, but their appreciation of texture is still the same or even heightened. So we've designed a dish in particular to have a broad range of pleasing and contrasting textures uh, that we've also dedicated to Headway uh, because it's one of their favourite lunches, which is hammock and chips. However, it, everything is rendered in a texture that you wouldn't normally get with it, so it's certainly not your normal hammock and chips. Well, that sounds like a pretty fascinating event. There's a lot of um, people, uh, science, science and arts and food mixing together these days. I love the fact that everyone's collaborating. And I think food's a really good way of doing it because so many people are interested in food and so it's a good way of getting people interested in, in other areas, I think. And it's great that they're, they're working with Headway as well. We've, of course, had them on the show quite a few times. So. It's very intriguing. I want to know what sort of foods they've come up with especially the textured foods mm. yeah I think tripe mm. <laughs> <laughs> well they've got an actual they've got actual calf's brain on the menu oh. and the vegetarian option is a cauliflower because of the way it looks yeah I suppose that's kind that's of appropriate diet red or something grizzly <laughs> sounds brilliant and the guys behind this brain banquet idea have also given us a bit of an audio tour of the brain and this is incredible so make sure you have a listen so most people can imagine what the brain looks like. Some people can imagine what the brain tastes like, maybe even smells like. But few people have ever thought about what it might sound like. There's a range of different recordings that we have that illustrate what the brain sounds like if you use different tools. So for example, if you take a glass needle and you stick it into a single neuron, which is a single cell in the brain, you can actually listen to the electrical signals as they transmit along that wire. Uh, you can also do something which is called an EEG, where you stick a bunch of sensors on the top of someone's head and you can listen to the electricity in that way, almost a bit um, a satellite might pick up on signals from the Earth. There's another really bunch of funky recordings where a neuroscientist has taken different readings of the brain and then turned those into musical notes, and then he's created what he calls brain music. So you can listen to different uh, musical recordings of the brain, and what's quite interesting is that it doesn't just come up as a bunch of random noise. The signals from somebody who has schizophrenia are remarkably different from those from people who don't. And there is some discussion that you might even be able to use these recordings as ways to medically diagnose something that might be going on inside your head. And that was the Beatles' use of some brain music there in the, at the end of their track there. Tweet us if you know what song that is. <laughs> yeah, we, exactly. we, um, we'd love to hear from you. And I found, the amazing thing I found about that is that when the, the, the sounds, the, compute, the, the noises and sounds made and the music made from the brain making music sounds very much like what happens when a computer just makes music and, and is kind of on random which is kind of food for thought. It's yeah. quite an interesting <laughs> thing. So for a, a complete change of pace, this next track uh, uses a looped and layered cello, uh, electronics and field recordings, and um, it's by a New York-based musician 
Julia Kent, uh, who blurs the boundaries between classic and contemporary music, creating deeply melodic and hypnotic pieces. Her latest album, Character, was released on the Leaf label last year, and she's actually playing at the Ace Hotel on Tuesday the 18th of March, um, but then is also opening at Village Underground on the 19th of March, so you've got a double whammy if you want to um, find out you know, what she does or even want to go to one of her gigs. Um, so this is Julia Kent with Salute.
as Julia Kent. Next we hear from Lansbury Amateur Boxing Club. This is the first in a series of field recordings of the residents of the typical East End market, Crisp Street, in Poplar. The group behind this project have also set up a radio studio on the Market Street, which will, which will be broadcasting talent and voices from the surrounding community. And actually, we will be doing a show from Crisp Street. We'll tell you more about that soon. But uh, let's hear from one of the residents first. Number one, Lansbury Amateur Boxing Club. 75 Crisp Street, E14 6LP. Tuesday, 21st of January 2014. Walk 145 metres north along Crisp Street from the clock tower. Turn left into Cordelia Street and proceed a further five metres. Enter the white double doors on your left. East London is the home of British boxing. The York Hall in Bethnal Green is, I think it was voted the third best place on the planet to watch boxing. It's in, in Britain, East London is the place to be. Boxing's always been seen as a sport of, you know, like tough boys. Most youngsters wanted to get into it. I mean, it was a rough, tough area. So you had sort of, you know, four or five clubs all within probably a two or three mile radius and was all full up. So all youngsters wanted to, you know, get involved in the sport years ago. Smells of like stale gloves and stale boxing equipment and things like that. But if you're in the sport, you know that's what, what every gym smells of. But it's a really welcoming space and we're, it's, our, it's home to us. If, I mean, you look around it, it's the smells, the atmosphere. You can mix the hairs on the back of your neck, stand up. As soon as you walk in, you know it's like an academy. It's full of great boys, full of good talent. And look on the walls, there's past fighters, there's inspiration of quotes. You can sense the hunger in the atmosphere, you can sense the, the ambition as well. People will think boxing's crazy, and we probably are crazy. I mean, my dad was a pro, my granddad were boxers, and if I, could, if I could write down the pros and cons for a young boy to be a boxer, it's hard work. It's, it's, not, a, it's not an easy sport, but... That feeling that you can't, it's better than any drink, it's better than any drug. It's just nice to, to have something to end all the hard work you do. Every other sport you, you see swimming, running, sprints, we do all that as part of our training, then we've got to fight at the end of it. If you train the way I train, you sleep like a baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you eat right, you, like the sleep, the sleeping patterns, it just should be right. You should, like your body and your mind is like an alarm clock. The ultimate dream would be to obviously compete in a world championship fight one day and, and be in my hometown in a big arena on the main stage out in front of like thousands of my home people, you know, and, and fighting for a world title. It's a good life, it's a hard sport and people don't, a lot of people don't understand boxing a bit. Uh, it's, it's good, it gives boys a lot of opportunities, gyms like this give boys a lot of opportunities. I mean, what would I be doing? Uh, it's taken me, I met my wife down here, it's taken me, what, 500 miles? Changed my life completely through the sport, through the gym. I wouldn't have, you wouldn't know where I'd be without that. And other boys as well, it keeps them out of the jail, it keeps them off the streets, it gives them something to focus their attention on. You know? Down here they really look after the sportsmen. 
other parts of Britain it's not like that. There's a bit of jealousy down here, they really take to you. If you're doing well at sport, especially boxing, they look right after you. You go to parts of London and as, a, as an outsider I can tell you, it's not the most friendly place in the world, London, but Christ Street Market or these in the area as well, it's like a throwback. Everyone still, it's like the, these Sundays you see on the TV, everyone talks to you, everyone wants to know how you are, everyone uh, wants to know what you're up to. We, we go to the cafe on Chris Street every day after training. They know they've got used to what we when we're on our diets. They've got, so they start doing food, especially for us, and they help us out. You know. When you look at the market now, it's a shame, but but it's obviously died to what it used to be. I mean, I used to come here as a kid with my mum, and I don't know why, but it was always freezing. So she must have just took me at Christmas. But it would be mobbed. It would, you know, but then markets were. That's, that was obviously the days before the supermarkets. The supermarkets have killed all that. You know, markets, uh, high streets. You can't just have a market where you've got a butcher that's thriving. You've got to have everybody getting a living out of it. And that's obviously what happened, what's happening around, well, in all markets. It ain't just around there. It's just sad that that's a, a, like an everyday stable market. You know, the other market is normally one day a week, so you've got... You know, if you're doing a Sunday or a Saturday somewhere, you've got half a chance because people are going to flock to it for that day. You don't take any more money because, you know, instead of the woman coming down and going, oh, no, let's fill the freeze up because he's only here, well, let's buy a week's meat because he's only here on Saturday. They think, oh, well, just get what we want for today because we'll come down Monday, it'll be a Monday. And that's what's happening out there. We all do it. We'll just go in Tesco's and get everything. It's killing what's happening out there. That's progress, they call it. It should buck up because there's new people coming in Obviously, only certain people can afford to buy the flats. Um, so hopefully, you know, with the money that's coming in, it should, it should back up. Yeah. It, it's not Hollywood, but people care about each other, and that's what matters. That was one of the first of a series of um, field recordings and podcasts from uh, the residents of Chris Street, um, recorded by a group called The Decorators, who are uh, there at the moment with... Um, a kind of pop-up radio studio. I really um, like the um, the fact that the local cafe sort of provides the right diet for the boxes. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's either really good community spirit or really good sales technique. Or both. Yes, yeah, that's, exactly. that's yeah. And if you've never been to the market, it's worth checking out because it is a proper old school market it hasn't been invaded yet by kind like of Ridley Road no no <laughs> market la- bread pastries <laughs> no no kind of fancy bread or lattes it's all kind of builders tea fruit and veg clothes and and you have all the banter and actually I, I went there um the other day and people are really friendly you still have got and that's true that that vibe is still there so it's worth worth checking out for our next track it's kind of yeah sticking with the the theme um uh, the man behind the streets mike skinner has got into producing and playing house um recently and he's going to be playing at the nest on friday the 14th of march but i'm not going to play one of his house tracks what i am going to play is um someone that he's remixed and he's he backs because he he really likes this um artist called context um who's got quite a similar sound um and could definitely be filed next to the streets uh in any record shop um so this um is a track called small town lad sentiments by context and it's remixed by mike skinner
Welcome to the breadline, where we're counting two pence pieces, let us sent with red lines. But do they know the headlines? Wongalones maxed out right past the deadline. And I'll say that I'll change on Monday, daydreaming past bedtime. And it's all too quick to hold true. Yeah, you move from getting stoned in your old room into freezing your nuts off out in the dole queue. And I'm scared that I'll waste away and I'll stay till my brain degrades. And I'll be that old pisshead saying I could have made it, mate. You know what these are? 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 Small town lad sentiments. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. So when you're weak in the shops and getting off your trolley, two bottles of Glen's body till fears are lost. And then Monday, try hide it from your boss at your desk job, sat with no power. Yeah, I used to try and make the days go faster with fag breaks ever half an hour. And we grew up being told that actions speak louder than words. But you need cash to act, and I'm skin. Fractions speak louder than verbs. Yeah, recently I've had a vicious inkling that my ship is sinking in a place where typing out a CV is wishful thinking. You know what these are? You know what these are? You know what these are? Small town lad sentiments. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments. Spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my bents and ends. So when you're being bored as fuck, great shoe, call your mate, go blaze too. Play tunes of US rap and grime that you love but can't relate to. And we're feeling depressed. We got told to stay in school. That's your secret to success. Fill a CV out and put it on their desk. Are they fucking pressed? Why do you think that we give up? Yeah, and that crazily slack. We're streaming from the beaten track and sign up for tours of duty in Iraq. Yeah, so you know what these are Small town lad sentiments Spoken to my vents and ends Told so, do you go see sense again? You know what these are 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 Small town lad sentiments Small town lad sentiments Spoken to my vents and ends Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. Small town lad sentiments spoken to my vents and ends. That was Context with Small Town Lad Sentiments. We're on NTS every other Monday morning at 8 o'clock or catch up anytime on eastcastshow.com or you can subscribe to our podcast on iTunes. Now, it's that time of the show where we bring you the best picks of what's happening around East London in the coming weeks. You can see them all online on our website, eastcastshow.com, as well as via our Twitter updates. Nia, what have you got in store for us? So, got a great couple of weeks coming up. First up, from March the 11th, we've got the Playboy Variations. It's a dark play about a man that arrives in a rural Irish town, and um, he claims to have killed his father, but the locals 
instead of turning him away, they actually hail him as a hero. So it's quite an interesting play. It's at the Ophelia in Dalston and tickets start at £8. And then on the 15th and 16th of March, it's a bit geeky, uh, there's a super comic convention at the Excel Centre. So lots of people dressing up as comic heroes. Um, it's an event that has panel discussions, autograph sessions, publisher reviews with Jonathan, Jonathan Ross and other celebrities. And there'll be artists there as well, and that's uh, £18 for a ticket there. I wonder what the most popular comic hero dress-up will be. <laughs> yeah. And it will be quite varied, isn't it? Because there's always all these crazy things that show up. Oh, people dressing up as crazy things. That's what I want to say. I'm just uh, a bit suspicious of these conventions. Yeah. I think so it would be fun. Yeah. It's weird, but fun. Weird, but fun, yeah. Um, then on uh, Thursday, and every Thursday actually, at Chats Palace in Hackney, you can go along to sing in the Sea Shanty Choir. This sounds great. So it's um, Thursdays from 7.30, £6 a session, or £30 for the whole course. And if you go, you know, uh, regularly, you might get to sound a bit like this. What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor? What will we do with the drunken sailor early in the morning? Brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Well, <laughs> so you go on a course. Exactly, yeah. So you learn how to sing like that. So, yeah, only oh, in Do you get free rum? <laughs> Well, that's actually quite appropriate because then we have St. Patrick's Day um, and celebrations will happen in Trafalgar Square on Sunday the 16th. Um, but if you want to, to keep it low-key and traditional, go to the Old Shillelagh. Did I pronounce this properly? Yeah. Did, yeah. In Stoke Newington. Uh, there's a really good atmosphere there. Or then, if it's not your thing, just um, head to the Rustin and Hackney Down Studios. There's banquet, music and dance on Saturday the 15th at 7pm and Festivities only end on Sunday at 1am. The Irish way. Crazy, fully packed weekend. Um, they have tickets that vary according to the activities they are holding. So uh, £8 for the banquet and £6 for dance and music. Sounds really cool. Yeah. Um, and now, anyone up for a free festival? Always. Always. So it might be not your kind of thing, depending on the, on the public, I suppose. So if you really keen on country there's this festival called country to country and happens at the o2 and um names like brad paisley zach brown band and dixie chicks and rascal flats uh, anyone does anyone remember him i knew the dixie chicks yeah i put a tick there dixie chicks were in the bell <laughs> none of the others oh the last one yeah Oof. so um all of them will be playing during the weekend of the 15th and 16th of march um, head to our blog to find more details about this. Um, and now on the 18th, Father Nandru and the Wolves is a play that was written specifically specifically for the Wilton's Music Hall. Sounds sounds really exciting. It's about a lost village, star-crossed lovers, mysterious wolves, and a community that's trying to save what's more important for them. So this is an event that will happen throughout the month, and we'll... we'll um, also have some free gigs as well and then um, uh, gypsy bands will be playing every Friday and Saturday tickets start at five pounds and I think that is all we have for these coming weeks thank you for those splendid array of <laughs> listings Anna and Nia <laughs> a good compilation you've made um, so there's just enough time before we go to say we've been Eastcast recorded this week in Pearl Wise's living room of all places very nice one as well we're on nts every other monday but in the meantime you can catch us anytime on eastcastshow.com or on itunes 
or watch out for regular updates on Facebook and Twitter. And I never thought I'd get the chance to play one of my all-time favourite house tracks on on this show. Um, So I'm going to play you something from Norwegian house producer Lundström, um, who's actually DJing at the Horsemeat Disco event at XOYO on Friday the 14th of March. So um, that also ties in with a little plug. Um, I'm I'm actually going to be DJing on the 16th of March at an event that I organise called Flock. And if you want to know more about it, you have to go to flock.info. So it just remains to say thank you for listening and we'll be leaving you with Lindstrom and I Feel Space.